WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. There's been a shakeup in the leadership at Whirlpool. The company announced today President and COO Joe Liotin has left the role and will serve in an advisory role through March 31st. CEO Mark Bitzer is taking over direct responsibility for all global operations. The reason for Liotin's departure from the role of president after about a year has not been disclosed. There will be more debate in Lansing in the coming days about moving the presidential primary to late February. The Michigan Senate approved the move last week on a party-line vote of 20 to 18. Senator Jeff Irwin of Ann Arbor said the move will help put a national spotlight on Michigan. Why aren't our presidential candidates more focused on issues important to Michigan? Why aren't our presidential candidates more focused on building the cars of the future here? Why aren't they more focused on manufacturing policy and how to keep those jobs onshore? Why aren't they more focused on issues like our Great Lakes? Republicans say moving the primary is a way to promote the governor for president. The legislation is now before the state house and could be approved as early as next month. A drinking water roadmap has been released for Benton Harbor residents by the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. It says although the replacement of lead water lines in the city is largely finished, residents should still use lead filters until their home has been cleared by the state. The roadmap outlines steps that include scheduling free lead inspection and abatement services for the home, getting the plumbing fixed, and getting the water tested. Anyone who needs a lead filter for their tap can get one from the Berrien County Health Department. City officials have reported there are only a handful of properties that still need their lead water service lines replaced. The emergence of electric vehicles is forcing conversations in Michigan about road funding to shift away from the fuel tax. The governor has said the way that we fund roads now may not make sense in the coming years because electric vehicle owners don't pay fuel taxes. Bridge Michigan politics reporter Jonathan Oosting says the state does have a budget surplus that could be used to fund some projects. The state has this, you know, roughly uh, $9 billion, maybe more like $8 billion after this uh, spending bill we just talked about passes um, that, uh, you know, could could. Be, you know, the legislature, the governor could certainly direct some of that to roads. It's one-time money, but they could do that right now and um, at least help things out, uh, you know, temporarily. And that's a sort of an approach Republicans are advocating for at this point. Oosting says the conversations about road funding are just getting started. Michigan Department of Natural Resources law enforcement officers are calling a Kalamazoo man a poacher who shows no respect. Conservation officers are using the arraignment of 55-year-old Scott Meisterheim as a reminder to follow hunting regulations. James Nason, a conservation officer with the Michigan DNR Law Enforcement Division, says the investigation started with a call to their tip line. We're always encouraging people who are out recreating, hunting, and enjoying Michigan's resources to report any crime or, uh, or poaching incidences that they, they see occurring because there's so few of us statewide conservation officers that is that for us to be in the right place at the right time to catch everybody doing everything wrong is it's unrealistic. Meisterheim faces 10 charges including hunting without a license and taking an over limit. Congressman Bill Heisinger says he looks forward to working with the Financial Services Oversight and Investigations Subcommittee to ensure Congress has more oversight of financial markets. 
He's been appointed chair of the subcommittee. Looking forward to having this conversation with the regulators like the Securities and Exchange Commission about what they have been doing. Frankly, they've been ignoring Congress and its oversight, its constitutional oversight role. We uh, intend to end that. We're going to be looking at operations of the stock exchanges, NASDAQ, New York Stock Exchange, other places like that. Federal agencies under the purview of the Financial Services Committee include the Securities and Exchange Commission, the Federal Reserve, and the Department of Treasury, among others. Heisinga told Politico he wants to look into a recent trading glitch at the New York Stock Exchange, crypto, and the SEC. St. Joseph's certified public accountant Bob Gerbel has died at the age of 87. Gerbel died Sunday morning, and his family calls his death a shock. He was especially active for many years in the St. Joseph Improvement Association, a group of business leaders who privately raised funds for community improvements like parks or parking lots that were not funded from official city or taxpayer sources. He was also instrumental in the growth and development of the St. Joseph Public Schools Foundation, which has funded numerous educational projects in the school district. Gerbel founded the accounting firm Gerbel & Company in the 1970s, merging it with the Grand Rapids firm Hungerford Nichols five years ago. He and his wife Carol were married for 63 years and with her preceding him in death last August. They have three children, seven grandchildren, and one great-grandchild. Funeral arrangements are pending. It's called Comet C-22E3, and you can see it this week. The last time it buzzed near Earth was 50,000 years ago. John French, the editor of the Abrams Planetarium Sky Calendar for Michigan State University, says there's a chance you can look up at night any day this week and spot it with your bare eye. It's- magnitude, which is how they measure the brightness, is about fifth magnitude, which is about as faint as the faintest stars that you can see on a really clear, dark night. And so it's really just on the edge of naked eye visibility. Therefore, French says the view would be much better with binoculars or a telescope. He says if you want to see the comet for yourself, look up between the Big and Little Dipper to catch it before it speeds off again. And the Australian Pink Floyd show, known as Aussie Floyd, is bringing its Dark Side of the Moon tour to Four Winds New Buffalo Silver Creek Event Center on September 9th. The Bohagan Band of Potawatomi announced today the show will celebrate 50 years of the iconic Pink Floyd album, which was released in March of 1973. Dark Side of the Moon is among the most critically acclaimed records in history, as well as one of the best-selling albums of all time. Aussie Floyd was formed in Australia in 1988, and they've sold more than 4 million tickets worldwide. In addition to a light and laser show, video animations, LED screen technology, and other effects, in true Pink Floyd fashion, there will also be several large inflatables. That includes a giant pig and their own unique pink kangaroo. You can get tickets online starting February 3rd. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues. Brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. A White House official has confirmed President Biden will host House Speaker Kevin McCarthy at the White House Wednesday. A White House official called it a part of a series of meetings the president is having with congressional leaders at the start of the new Congress. ABC's Karen Travers has more. A key issue on the agenda for President Biden for his meeting with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, how to raise the debt ceiling. A White House official says Mr. Biden will ask McCarthy if he intends to meet his constitutional obligation to prevent a government default, as every House and Senate leader in U.S. history has done. And the president will underscore his view that the economic security of all Americans cannot be held hostage to force, quote, unpopular cuts on working families. The president, this official said, also looks forward to strengthening his 
working relationship with McCarthy while talking about economic growth and lowering the deficit. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. A sixth Memphis Police Department officer has been disciplined for his involvement in the brutal beating and arrest of Tyree Nichols. Officer Preston Hemphill was relieved of duty shortly after the January 7th arrest of Nichols, who died three days later at a hospital. A spokesperson for Memphis Police did not disclose Hemphill's role in the arrest. His lawyer, Lee Gerald, said in a statement Hemphill was a third officer at a traffic stop that preceded the violent arrest and that he activated his body camera, but Hemphill was not at the scene where Nichols was beaten, according to his attorney. Meanwhile, Tyree Nichols' mother, haunted by the police beating that led to her son's death as he ran to her home crying for her. He didn't make it. More if maybe he's Dave Packer. He was just a beautiful person. Tyree Nichols' mother, Rovon Wells, remembering her son. Everyone that he came across, he touched in a positive way. On ABC's The View, Wells says she was devastated when she learned the body cam footage showed her son stopped just about 100 yards from her front door and calling out for her. As a mother, you want to be there to protect your child. And for me to hear that he was calling my name and I didn't hear him or I wasn't there to protect him, it just hurts me to my core. Well, saying she'll fight until she has no more breath for justice for her son. Dave Packer, ABC News. Former President Donald Trump and his allies have been put on notice by a prosecutor, but the warning didn't come from anyone at the Justice Department. It's from a Georgia prosecutor who indicates she's likely to seek criminal charges soon in a two-year-old election subversion probe. Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis argued in court last week decisions in the case are imminent. Although Willis did not mention Trump by name, her comments mark the first time a prosecutor leading any of the current investigations related to him has so bluntly hinted charges could be coming. Trump insists he did nothing wrong. Meanwhile, the Justice Department is responding to requests from lawmakers on Capitol Hill for information about classified documents discovered at the homes of President Biden and former President Trump. ABC's Elizabeth Schulze has more from Washington. In a letter to leaders of the Senate Intelligence and Judiciary Committees, the Justice Department writes it's actively working to share information about classified documents found at the properties of President Biden and former President Trump. Senators are demanding answers about possible national security risks. The DOJ says it's trying to balance that request while not interfering with the special counsel investigations. In a separate letter to Republican Congressmen Jim Jordan and Mike Johnson, the Justice Department says disclosures to Congress risk jeopardizing an active investigation. Elizabeth Schulze, ABC News, Washington. The Virginia Elementary School, where a six-year-old boy shot his teacher, is reopened with stepped-up security and a new administrator. Nervous parents and students expressed optimism today as they returned to Rich Neck Elementary in Newport News. Jennifer Rowe and her fourth-grade son, Jethro, were among the first to arrive. She says they saw a therapist after the shooting. The school reopened after being closed for more than three weeks following the January 6th shooting. Police have said the boy brought a handgun to school and intentionally shot his teacher, Abby Zwerner, as she was teaching her first grade class. Zwerner was hospitalized for nearly two weeks but is now recovering at home. Anthony Blinken is visiting Israel this week following a deadly attack last Friday on a synagogue during Shabbat, during which seven people died. The Secretary of State is meeting with the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, more if maybe sees Patrick Revel. Secretary Blinken meeting with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu today. Afterwards, both men accusing Iran of posing a threat. Secretary Blinken is due to meet with Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas on Tuesday. Tensions have been at a high since Israel's new far-right government took office. And this has been a deadly start to the year, with already 30 Palestinians killed. The fear is that this now escalates into larger-scale bloodshed. Patrick Revel, ABC News, London. 
Officials say a suicide bomber struck a crowded mosque inside of a police compound in Pakistan, killing at least 59 people and wounding more than 150 more. The bombing caused the roof to collapse, and most of the casualties were police. It was not clear how the bomber was able to slip into a walled compound located in a high-security zone with other government buildings. A commander for the Pakistani Taliban claimed responsibility, but hours later a spokesperson for the group distanced it from the attack. Pakistan, which is mostly Sunni Muslim, has seen a surge in militant violence since November when Pakistani Taliban ended their ceasefire with government forces. And a Southern California man suspected of carrying out a long list of road rage attacks on other drivers has been arrested by the California Highway Patrol. ABC's Alex Stone has more. It's been a shocking case here in Southern California. A man seen on numerous dash cam videos and cell phone recordings jumping out of his Tesla Model X and attacking other drivers in traffic over and over again at least once with a pipe bashing another car. This guy's car was attacked in traffic. Next thing you know... He's pounding on my car with the pipe. The hunt was on, but now the California Highway Patrol says they've got that repeatedly quick-to-anger driver, 36-year-old Nathaniel Radamack, under arrest for assault with a deadly weapon. His Tesla Model X seized. Alex Stone, ABC News, Los Angeles. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.